Membez Ahmed Bez. Hey Gavin. We just started. I was actually thinking, I was like, I, I was like, you're gonna like this then. It's rather your type of that. Um okay, we are uh, three lines from the bottom. So what we said yesterday is that if a woman gets killed, so you by a mood, so you have to pay her family kaifer, who gets the money? She's obviously dead. So you'd say, well, it goes to the husband. Most Yerusha goes to the husband. Sigmar said, no. Idafka goes to her family. Her family. The problem is, the Gemara now is going to analyze. That implies that, what about Nezek? Let's say instead of her dying, let's say she got into a car accident. Right? It was your fault. You had to pay her Nezek. And then by the time you pay her the bill, right? then minister, courts minister, by the time you're ready to pay her, she died. So, so we said yesterday, it's Dafka Kaifer. It's a special Xeris HaKosiv, that Kaifer, we said Kaifer is different because because Kaifer is payment that exclusively happens after death, it goes to her family, it does not go to her husband. But let's say it wasn't Kaifer. Kaifer is the exception, not the rule, B'Kitzer. So let's say it wasn't Kaifer, it was Nezek, it would go to her husband. right? Like any other Yerusha, right? when she dies, her husband inherits her. We said Kaifer is the exception that it goes to her family. But if it wasn't Kaifer, if it was paying a nezek, and she happened to die, she had a heart, heart attack, but you, and you have to pay her for breaking her arm, whatever it is, it would go to her husband. It's dafka kaifer that goes to her family. That's the implication of yesterday's daf. Here's the problem. We have a b'raisa that indicates that nezek goes to her family, not her husband. So the Gemara says, and you're telling me that nezek does not go to her family, it goes to her husband, and it's dafka kaifer that goes to her family and not her husband, that kaifer is the exception, not the rule. Wait a minute. Hatanya, the Braisa says, A guy punches a woman and causes her to have a miscarriage. So you have to pay, so you have to pay for the, the, the value of the, of the fetus, and you also have to pay, obviously, her medical bill. I mean, if you heard her enough that she had a miscarriage, there's obviously Nezek involved. So let's say, um, so who gets the money and what happens if she dies? Not from your attack. Just time she gets a heart attack. So the halach is, Nezek You give the Nezek and Tsar to her directly. She's married. She's alive. She lost her baby. So you have to pay. So Nezek and Tsar go to her because she's the one who got hurt, like any other Nezek and Tsar. Now what about the child's value? You pay it to the husband. Now, as we'll see in a moment, the Torah is specifically Mizaka, the husband. The husband gets the value of the children. It does not go to her. Even though she was the one who got hurt, it goes to the husband. Because there's the Baal, Balha, Balha Isha. It's specifically the money goes. Okay, fine. Now, let's say, this is not Megaya so far, but let's say the husband dies, Eina Baal. If the husband dies, then Nois and Yarshev. You give it to his inheritors because it's his rights to the value of the fetus. But let's say, let's say the woman dies, and you have to pay Nezek, but she's not alive anymore. So what did we say yesterday? We said that you give it to, you give it to him, you give it to the husband, not to her family. She only gets kaifer, this is just Nezek. What is the halacha? You give it to her family, not the husband. So it's a basic contradiction. We said before, the only thing that goes to her family is Kaifer. Kaifer is the exception, not the rule. But over here we're saying that Nezek also goes to her family, not to the husband. So that's a contradiction. Now, the Gemara says the following question. Now this, I think, uh, Gavin, you, you mentioned yesterday. What happens, Sam, let's say you're supposed to pay Nezek or Vladis or Kaifer, whatever it is, and the woman dies. Obviously Kaifer, she dies. But let's say you have to pay Vladis and the woman dies. And she has no heirs. And her husband also has no heirs. 
The husband and her are con- the only time it can really happen is converts. Right? Someone's got converts. You have a husband and a wife that are converts. You're supposed to pay her a hezek. She dies and he dies and a mamish have nobody. And you know what the halach is? You don't have to pay. Your kind of, it's sort of hefker and you, the, the, the aggressor acquires the money. So he says, Then the damager acquires the money. There's no one to pay. Okay, what do you see though? The problem is this Brysa says that Nezek, if a woman dies, you pay Nezek to her family, not to her husband. I thought it goes to her husband. So the Gemara says, Amaraba Bigrusha. It's very simple. She's divorced. Meaning, you should give it to her husband. So why does he say you give it to her family? Meaning her father, her brother, whoever her inheritors are, not her husband. Do you give it to her husband or not? The answer is, you do give it to her husband. She's divorced. A divorced husband obviously doesn't get her, his ex-wife's Yerusha. Okay. Oh, see, so here's, wait, wait, wait a minute. So you're, so you're telling me, huh? Oh, so you tell me one second. The cases where she's divorced... That's why it goes to her heirs. But what was the first part of the Brisa? Who gets the money for the fetus, for the miscarriage? The husband. It's the ex-husband now. Why is the ex-husband getting it? I mean, if you're telling me the case of the Brisa is they're divorced, then why does the value of the fetus go to the ex-husband? It should at least be split. They're not married anymore. Meaning you see from this Brisa that the value, the, 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 not the value, the money for the fetus goes to the father even if they're not married. Because it goes to the ex. The Gemara says, oh, wait a minute. Then why, if, they, if they're talking divorce and it's an ex-husband, not a husband, then why is he getting the money for the fetus? The answer is, you see from here, that the Torah gives the father of the child the money for the fetus, irregardless of whether he's married to the wife or not. Even if he was never married. They were a boyfriend-girlfriend. They live together. She's pregnant. She gets punched. She loses the baby. The father gets the money. The Torah wants the father to get it. Even if they're no longer married, or they were never married, that's what you see from the sukkah. So the Gemara says, "Amra Papa, Hatayra Zichsad Mevodis Labal." The Torah says, "The hu- the father, not the husband, the father of the baby gets the money." Even if they were never married, they just lived together, and she became pregnant, and then she loses the baby because if someone hurt her, the father of the baby gets the money. The Gemara says, "My taima." Where is the source for this? Amar Kro Kasher Yoshis Alav Bal Ha'isha. The part the Pasuk says that you be punished, that you give the money to the Baal Ha'isha, the husband of the woman, meaning Baal, the Gemara looks at, instead of Baal as in husband, Boil, meaning the, 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 the one who gave the sperm, in a, in a more grubber way of saying. It's not the husband, it's, not the, it's the, the one who supplied, the, the, the one who is the father of the baby gets it. Baal Ha'isha is Boil Ha'isha, even if it's just a Boil. Okay. Now the Gemara is a point like this. We had a problem, yeah? The problem was... What about surrogates? That's a good question. I was just thinking about this. I have no idea. I have to check it up. It's the type of thing Rizal Bushin would talk about. Lee Nether, I'll check it up uh, today. Now, here's the Shiloh, okay? We said before... Huh? Yeah, all that stuff. Then Here's the Shiloh. We said that if a woman dies and you have to pay her money, so if it's Kaifer, it goes to her family. But we said that's the exception. If it's Nezek... Right? And you have to pay her the, the money for a Nezek, it goes to the husband. I, the Brisa, says it goes to her family, not the husband. He said she's divorced. That's what Rabbah and Rav Nachman said. The Gemara says, why do Rabbah and Rav Nachman have to say that? Apparently, in a Sugi and Baba Basa, Rabbah and Rav Nachman had a different approach to whether the money should go to her husband or her, or her family. In other words, 
if it goes to her husband, that means that it's an inheritance that he's, that it's as if the money was, the husband gets whatever was in existence at the time of death. So it's an interesting question. I, I don't want to pick anyone here because it's not, it's like, let's say a Sarah, right? I heard Sarah, right? I'm supposed to pay her. I didn't actually pay her, but I'm, I'm supposed to. By the time I write the check, she's already dead. The question is, is it, is it in existence that the husband should get it? Or no, I'm paying after death. So therefore, because I'm practically paying after death, it goes to her family, not her husband. So we said in the Brisa, Robert and Rachman said, it normally goes to the husband. I, the Brisa, indicates not like that, the divorced. But outside of that, it goes to the husband, always. Robert and Rachman, apparently, Baba Basa say, it depends on how you're paying. Let's say by a debt. Forget about Nezek. Stam, I owe Reuven money, and then by the time I'm ready to pay Reuven, he's already dead. Does the firstborn son get double? Meaning, if it's in existence at the time of death, he gets double. If it's post-death, if it's a posthumous creation, then he gets like all the other brothers. So what did Robert and Nachman say? It depends. One opinion said if you pay cash, it's as if it was always his and the son gets double. One opinion says the opposite, only land. Okay, fine. But you see from that sugya that it's not a matter of whether you pay, it's how you pay. According to Rabbi Nachman, if you would take that information and input it here, it would be very simple. Do I pay Nezek to the wife, to the, to the, to the wife's husband, to the, 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 the Almana's husband, right? She died, right? She died. Does the husband get, or does it her family? So we said it goes to the husband unless they're divorced. It shouldn't be like that. It depends how you're paying. If you're paying cash, according to one opinion, then it's the husband's, because the cash was in existence at the time of death. The other opinion says no. The cash is new cash. It's the land that was in existence. The point is, according to Robert Nachman in Baba Basar, it seems to it seems to be important how you're paying, and therefore you could explain the sugi very simply. According to Rabbah, it'll be well if you're paying cash, then the husband gets it. If you're paying not cash, paying land, then it goes to her family. The other says the opposite. If you're paying land, then it goes to her husband. If you're paying cash, it doesn't. So why why are we not inputting that information? Basically, in other words, like Rabban and Rachman in Baba Basra seems to say of whether a debt that is paid after death, whether whether it was considered in existence at the time, and whether the son gets double, or in this case the husband gets it, Rabban and Rachman seem to indicate it depends how you're paying. So and the that the husband gets the cash is because it's well, it's if it's in existence at the time of her death, if. Like it, well, so I guess the cash is, you could say, like, it's the same cash. Meaning, like, it, the, the cash was always around, so to speak. It depends how you look at it. I would think more land, personally. But, but cash, the Gemara looks at it as, cash, the Gemara looks at it as, what well, was, you could argue with land, it's actually different. Or let's say, let's say I, I borrowed money from you, and I pay back money. You could say it's the same money, because it might be the same money. Money, you could argue, is more, you know, more in existence as opposed to land, which is like, this is a new, it's not my land. I guess how you look at it. The point is, though, why is this not coming up? That's the main point. Why is this part of the sukya not being addressed? The Gemara says, Why does Rabbah not just say that the case is where you're paying the wife, you're paying off the Nezek after the wife died, you're paying with cash. And according to Rabbah, if you pay with cash, then it goes to her heir, then it goes to her husband. As opposed to land. Ulur of Nachman, Nachman has the opposite take. Now, this is again, in Baba Basa, they're not addressing a wife. They're addressing if you're paying off a Hezek to the father after he dies, does the firstborn get double? It's the same Shiloh, basically. Wasn't in existence at the time of the father's death, in which case the firstborn gets double, or is it a new thing that came afterwards? It's, so why, why are they not inputting this information? The Gemara says, Dama Rabba, Gavu Karka Yeshloi. 
Rabbah feels it depends, it's all about land. If you give land, then it was always around. If you don't give land, if you give cash, cash is new, and therefore cash is not considered part of the inheritance. Rav Nachman says the opposite. So the question is basically, why are we not mentioning this? Why didn't they answer this in explaining the sugya? Why do they have to say the woman's divorced? It could be she's not divorced. It just depends how you're paying. If you're paying cash, then according to one opinion, then it was always the husband's, and he gets double. If you're paying land, it goes to her family. Meaning, why isn't the land cash thing uh, an factor? So the Gemara answers that if you look in the Sugi of Abbasar, Rabbah and Nachman's opinion of making a distinction between cash and land is only according to one opinion. According to the Rabbanon, it does not matter. Meaning, this whole thing of whether cash or land, it's not according to the Rabbanon Shita in Babasar. According to the Rabbanon, it doesn't matter. You always, you always give it to the husband. Or you always give it to the firstborn. It doesn't matter how you pay. As long as the debt existed at the time of death, it doesn't matter how the payment is done. I, Rabbi Rav Nachman, talk about cash or land. That was only according to one opinion. That's not according to the Rabbana. That's not how we pass it. The Gemara answers, That was only according to one version of the Rabbana. But according to Rebbe, which is how we pass it, it doesn't matter. So that whole sugi, basically, if you go through the whole sugi, you'll realize that that whole kimta of cash and land, it's not according to the maskana, it's not according to halacha anyway. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Um, okay. Now, uh, to the end of this amid is very simple, and that is like this. Qu- quick rule. When the animal kills, right, it's a mood. Right? It kills a person. There's two things that are going to take place. You're going to kill the animal. Anytime an animal kills somebody and there's witnesses, you kill the animal. You kill the animal in court, you pay kofer. Is there kofer when there's no killing of the animal? Let's say, due to technicality, you don't kill the animal. Is there no kofer or kofer? Meaning, are they, are they independent of each other or are they contingent on each other? So the Gemara feels they're, depend, they're connected. Amrav Shimbin Lakish, Rish Lakish says the following. By the way, there's kaifer, which is by a person, and the exact same thing is shloishim shal evid by an evid. Again, a muid kills an evid, kanani, you pay shloishim shal evid, and you kill the animal. Same question. Are they related? So Rav Shem says like this, Let's say an animal kills the evid without kavana, meaning the animal did not intend to kill it. It was accidental. The halacha is that when it's an accidental death, you do not kill the animal in court. So basically, this ox accidentally killed this slave. It was an accident. So this animal is not going to be killed. The animal goes free. Do you pay the shleshem shalavid? So the answer is no. According to Rishlagish, you do not. Meaning, according to Rishlagish, you only pay if the animal dies. If the animal does not die, you do not pay. They are connected. Even though, I mean, you could argue that they shouldn't be connected, he looks at them as being very much connected. Why? Because the Pasuk says you pay the Shalashim Shalavid, and you kill the, kill the ox. Those are not two independent concepts, they are related. Meaning, Meaning, if you kill the animal, then you have to pay. If the animal does not have to die, then you do not have to pay. Okay. Amar Rabbah, similarly, that was by Shalashim Shalavid. Rabbah says the same thing by Kaifer. A muid kills a regular person, you pay kaifer, but and you kill the animal. Let's say the animal doesn't get killed, no kaifer. If a ox kills a Jew accidentally, so there's no death penalty for the ox, Potter, you don't have to pay kaifer. Why? The Pasuk describes kaifer and death of the animal in the same Pasuk. They're connected. You are never going to have one without the other. Here's the kasha. We're not going to have one without the other, yeah? 
which means if there's no death of the animal, there's no payment. Okay. The halacha is that let's say I show up to court and I say, my animal killed that Jew. There's no witnesses. I'm just, I'm admitting, I'm a good guy, I'm an honest guy. Do you kill my animal? No. There's no witnesses. Right? So should there be kaifer? No. Because you said, no death, no kaifer. Over here there's no death, there should be no kaifer. Look at the Brisa. I show up to court and I admit my animal killed that Jew. I have to pay. Now wait a minute. What am I paying? Again, I'm coming into court and I'm saying my ox killed that Jew. So there's no death penalty for my ox. So there should also be no kaifer. The Brisa says, you have to pay. Kaifer. Oh, so you see that you have to pay kaifer, yeah, even though there's no death penalty. They're not connected. My love, Kaifer. Gemara says, no. This is a very interesting. Why? Domim. You're not paying Kaifer. There is no Kaifer because the animal's not going to die. So, ah, you pay something, you're paying for damages. Okay. This is very interesting. Kaifer is you pay the person's value. person's worth $100, you pay $100. But let's say there's no Kaifer because the technicality, the animal's not dying, you're not paying Kaifer. The Gemara is not being Mechadish. Although there's no Kaifer, there's Domim. You have to pay for damage. Meaning, I break your arm. How do I value the? How do I figure out the value of an arm? So you figure out your value as a slave with two arms. Let's say you're as a slave with hundred dollars, and then after a broken arm, you're worth eighty bucks. So I pay you twenty bucks. Says the Gemara. If you kill someone, you have to figure out. You have to pay for damages as well. What's damages? Well, what's the value of him alive? A hundred. What's the value of him dead? Zero. A hundred bucks. So therefore. There is no kaifer. There's domim. There's nezek. You're paying for nezek. Now, by the way, there's a, so I was doing the sugi yesterday, and I was thinking, Akasha, what's the difference between kaifer and nezek? Isn't it going to be the same amount? Right, kaifer is you pay for his value as a slave. Nezek is you pay for the difference between him as a slave is alive and him as a slave is dead. It's the same amount. Oh, so so Tysus and the Rajba say, you know the differences between Kaifer, meaning you're not Chayiv Kaifer in this case. Again, I show up to court and I say, my animal killed somebody. I'm not Chayiv Kaifer because my animal's not dying, right? Because it's there's no witnesses, so there's no so there's no Kaifer due to second. I it says you have to pay, you pay, you pay damages. It's the same amount of money. The answer is so Tyson and the Rajba say, you know the differences? Can I be Michael? Knas is one thing. Can I be Michael? Right? Let's say the guy comes in and he's like, Don't don't worry about it. You don't have to pay. Don't worry. If it's Nezek, he could be Michael. If it's Kaifi, he can't be Michael. The says you have to pay. That's the difference. Okay, but the point is going to be very similar. So the point is, this sugya that says you have to pay is not referring to Kaifer because there is no Kaifer in our discussion because there's no death of the animal. I so what are you paying? You're paying for Domim. You're paying for Nezek. Okay, let's keep going. E Domim, let's go to the next case. Again, the first case is I show up to court and I say, my ox killed that Jew. Amoida, so there's no death. So now there's a payment, but the payment is not kaifer because there's no kaifer, there's no death. It's damages. It does, but the, it, correct, and that's why there's no kaifer. Be mechayiv yourself in mammon. Haydas baldin kameidin dummies. Mechayiv just said money. Okay. So you're telling me that this brace is not referring to kaifer because I'm not chayiv kaifer. I'm I'm chayiv for damages. Go to the next case. Let's say I show up to the court and I say, instead of saying that my ox killed the Jew, because then I have to pay, which we're saying not quite for paying damages, then the case is, I show up to the court and I say, my ox killed that Canaanite slave. You don't have to pay. Now wait a minute. 
If the Bryce is talking about Kaifer, that the first part of the Bryce is Amchayiv Kaifer, so then it makes sense that in this Bryce is talking about Shloshim Shalevin, it makes sense. The first part of the Bryce is Yechayiv Kaifer, and the second part of the Bryce is Yepater from Shloshim Shalevin. Why? Because Shloshim Shalevin is a Knas, and you're not Moideb Knas Pater. But if you say the Bryce is not referring to Kaifer at all, because really there's no Kaifer, because the animal's not dying, it's paying for damages. So why am I not paying for damages by the case of a, of a, of a slave? Again, I'm showing up to court and I'm saying, I, my animal killed that Jew. So I, the Bryce says I have to pay. So we thought that's Kaifer. Oh, you see this Kaifer, even though there's no death email. No, 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 no. You're not Chayv Kaifer. Because there's no Kaifer, because the animal's not dying. You're Chayv Nezek. Okay. Then the next case of the Bryce says, I show up to court, exact same thing, and I say, my animal killed that slave, Potter. Now, if it's Shloshim Shalevin and Kaifer, it makes sense. But now you tell me, no, no, it's not. It's, it's Nezek. It's Nezek. So what's the difference between Nezek of killing a Jew that you had, by your own admission, you have to pay, but Shloshim, but by, by Nezek of a slave, your admission, you don't have to pay. What's the difference? It's like you said, it's Haidas Baldin Kamei What's the difference between admitting fault regarding killing a Jew that you have to pay for damages and admitting fault to killing a Canaanite slave that you have to pay for damages? Why am I potter by a Canaanite slave? So the Gemara says, So He says, the truth is, I could tell you the case of the Brisa is, the first part where you're chayiv, where it says you're chayiv by uh, killing a Jew, that's not koifer, that's nezek. I, it says you're potter by a slave, that's, that's koifer. Like, I could do that to you and say the first part is koifer, the second part is shalashim, uh, the first part is damim, the second part is shalashim shalavid, but he says, I don't want to give you a bad answer. So I'll give you a better answer. Go to the next page. Really, it's... I'm sorry? I'm going to finish first what you're saying. Then. Yeah. Oh, no, you go first. I don't understand that because uh, in the case of now with the slave, isn't, isn't the master uh, losing on it? 100%. And that's the question. So why am I not paying? Exactly. I'm showing up in court and I'm saying, basically, what we're saying, just to summarize the question, I'm coming into court and I'm saying, my animal killed that Jew. I don't have to pay koifer, but I have to pay for damages based on my own mission. Then, I come into court and I say, my animal killed that slave, I don't have to pay for her damages. Why? What's the difference? It's the same damage. I'm saying one's a Jew, one's a, one's a slave. What's the difference? So the Gemara says, here's the difference. Ben Chayrim de Mishalim Koifer al You see, I'll, I'll say it outside. I'll try to explain it outside. The rest of the stuff is after this is easier. Cases like this. If a guy comes into court and he says that he has to pay Koifer, does he pay Koifer? Not really, because it's moida, it's a knas, or a kaifer is a knas, and, and, uh, and also the animal's not dying. But there are circumstances where, based on my own admission, I will pay kaifer. Why? Again, if I show up to court and I say, my animal killed that Jew, do I pay kaifer? No. Why? Because there is no death of my animal, because there's no witnesses to it, right? So because there's no death, there's no kaifer. But what if you two are witnesses, and you say, Avi's animal killed that Jew. So the animal's dying. The problem is, we don't know if it's a tam or a mood. You only pay kai for it's a mood. So they're not sure. You guys come into court and you say, Avi's animal killed that Jew. For sure. No question, Avi's animal killed that Jew. So is there kai for? Is there death of my animal? Yes. My animal will be killed. Because it doesn't matter. My animal's going to die. You always kill the animal if it killed the Jew. It doesn't matter. The problem is, you guys say, I don't know if it's a tam or a mood. I come into court and I'm, I'm an honest guy. I'm like, yeah, it's a mood. Am I paying Kaifer? Yeah, I'm going to pay Kaifer. That's a scenario where I'm, my admission will lead me to paying Kaifer. Let's say, though, the exact same thing by a slave. You guys come into court and you say, Avi's animal killed that slave. So my animal's going to die. 
then we don't know if it's a tam or a mood. I come to the like, it's a mood. Do I pay? No. Because shalashim shalavit is a knas, straight up knas. Moide be knas potter. Kaifer, not such a knas. Kufr kapara, kufr mamayna, it's not a knas. Meaning, what do you see from this? Where it's more possible to make yourself guilty based on admission by a Jew than by a slave. That's why, go back to our discussion. The case is very simple. I show up to court and I say, my animal killed a Jew. So my animal's not dying because there's no witnesses. So there's no kaifer. I have to pay damages. But, next case, I come into court and I say, my animal killed a Canaanite slave. Animal's not dying. Do I, I don't pay kaifer, I don't pay shleish and because it's a kanas. Do I pay damages? No. He said, what's the difference? Both based on your admission. The answer is, you see from this sugya that we're more ready to find you guilty by your own admission by killing a, sla- killing a Jew than by killing a slave. The case of killing a Jew, it, it, there are more scenarios where based on your own admission that you'll have to pay because it's not a knas to, sh- to killing a, a slave, which is a knas because there are more scenarios. So that's the difference. And if the Ebed goes free during this time and becomes a Jew, now what? Before he gets... Oh, before he, before it dies, he's dead. So it doesn't matter. The point is like this: Now, because there are cases by admission that you will pay kaifer, what's the case? The case is not where you just show up to court and say my animal killed a Jew, because then there's no kaifer because the animal's not dying. But let's say the animal's dying anyway. You have two witnesses to say that Avi's animal killed a Jew. So my animal's dying anyway. But we don't know if it's a tam or a mood. Right? So I don't know if there's kaifer or not, because it's only kaifer by mood. I come into court, I'm the mood, I admit it's a mood. What's the halacha? Mashalim kaifer, I pay. So because there is a scenario where based on my own admission, I have to pay kaifer, therefore based on my own admission, I have to pay damages. But but by a slave, there is never a scenario where based on your own admission, you have to pay Shalashim Shalavit. Ever, 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 ever. Because it's a knas. Never, never. You're never going to have to do it based on your own admission. Therefore, you never have to pay for damages based on your own admission by killing a slave. You're never going to pay for admission why? What's the case? That exact same case. Let's say witnesses come and say that the ox killed somebody. We don't know if it's a tam or mood. I show up and I say it's a mood. You know what? I don't pay. Because So therefore, therefore I don't pay for damages as well. Okay. One last question, and then it's a new sugi. It's a lot easier. Right now we're saying, um, right now we're saying what? We're saying that the case is as follows. I show up into court. I say my animal killed a Jew. There is no kaifer because the animal's not getting killed, but I pay damages. But then if I show up in court and I say my animal killed a Canaanite slave, I don't pay damages. So I pay damages for, uh, for, for killing a Jew. I don't pay damages for killing a Canaanite slave. The Gemara Sakasha, Masur Shmuel Barav Yitzchak, the Brysa says as follows, Kol ben be'eved, ben misa. The Brysa says, anytime you're chayiv by killing a Jew, you're chayiv by killing a slave. So the Gemara understands, what does that mean? You just got finished saying that there's a scenario where based on your own admission, you're paying damages for killing a Jew, but you're not paying damages for killing a slave. This Bryce says they're always the same, no? Isn't that referring to your case? The Gemara explains, Is this not referring to damages? Meaning, you're saying there's a difference between in your own admission between killing a Jew and killing a slave. Killing a Jew admission, you're chayiv nezek. 
killing a slave, you're not chayiv nezek. That's what you said. That there, there's a difference. This Bryson says kol shechayiv ben charim chayiv beavid. They're the same. So are they the same or are they different? Sigmar says very simply, that Brysa is not referring to damages. That Brysa is just saying as follows. All that Brysa is saying is very simple. It's not talking about the damages at all. All that Brysa is saying, anytime you're Chayv Kaifer, you're going to be Chayv Shalashish Pelevit. Every Chayv, you're not Chayv Kaifer. It's not referring to damages at all. That Brysa is just saying, anytime there is a payment for Kaifer, which is killing a Jew, there will be payment for killing a slave, Shalashim Shalevit. It's just saying that the halachas are identical. It's not referring to the damages case. The Gemara continues. Some explain that he, Rav Shmuel Bar Yitzchak, answered. Some say Rabbi himself answered. Meaning, anytime you're chayiv, when there's witnesses, you're chayiv koifer. When there's witnesses, you're chayiv. If there's if there's uh, if there's witnesses, but the animal didn't kill it on purpose, so there's no death of the animal. There's no kaifer, but there's damages. There's no kaifer, but there's shloshim shalavet. But if your own admission, chayiv one, not chayiv the other. That's not what the price is referring to. Okay, let me just explain very simply to the end of the Ahmed. We're saying right now a new concept. We were mechadish. My animal kills a Jew. So what's the payment? Kaifer. Let's say there is no kaifer due to a technicality. I still have to pay now for damages. Is that true with other things also? Let's say I made a fire and it killed a, killed a person. Right? There's no kaifer by a fire. So now we're saying there should be pay for nezek. Right? That, and you're telling me every time, basically it's this new concept by the way, it's a pretty big chiddish, that every time you kill someone you have to pay for damages. And the damages are his entire value because you damaged everything. And you're telling me, so oh, if there's no kaifer, there's damages. So when you make a fire and it kills somebody, obviously not the type of fire that would get you the death penalty. But let's say you made a fire in your backyard not intending to, it's not like you lit the guy on fire. If you lit the guy on fire, that's Kimli Bdurabni, you get the death penalty. You start a fire in your backyard, it goes, it kills somebody. Is there kaifer? There's no kaifer for fire. It's not, that's not what the Torah referred to. So I thought you'd be potter. Now you should be high of damages. The problem is no Bryce says that. You understand? No Bryce ever says that you have to pay for damages for killing someone in a fire. But according to you, you should be. Now that you introduce this concept that when there's no kaifer, there's still damages, so when you kill someone through a fire, there's no kaifer, there should be damages. Well, is this talking about, is this talking about a case where it's, uh, what about when it's intentional? No, no, because if it's intentional, you're getting the death penalty. So there's right. no payment anyway, because right. Kimberly Biramine. We're talking about a case where you... True, but now that you're telling me that independent of Kaifer, you should still have to pay for damages, then the, the point is, Kaifer, you're now saying, is, is completely separate from damages. So then there's no Kaifer. That should be irrelevant. You should still pay for damages. And nobody ever says that. Now, we have to prove, by the way, that it's nowhere. <laughs> okay, But once you prove that it's nowhere, it's a problem. So the Gemara says, Amrli Rava, Rava says to Rava, according to you, that when you kill someone unintentionally, and there's no kaifer, there's still damages. If you make a fire without the intention of killing someone, so you're not getting the death penalty, why aren't you paying for damages? So the Gemara responds, how do you know you don't? Right? How does Rava know that there is no damage? Maybe you're right. Good taina. Maybe you should pay. How do you know that you don't? So the Gemara says, well, well the Mishnah says like this, you made a fire on a stack of grain, and there was a goat tied to the grain. The Evid Samachlo and a slave was nearby. You have to pay for the goat. But Evid, this next case, you made a fire 
and there was a slave there, and it killed the slave. You don't have to pay for the you don't have to pay for the goat. You don't have to pay for the slave either. Oh, I made a fire. It killed the slave. I don't have to pay for the slave. So Gemara says, wait, that's not a, you see you don't have to pay for damages. Why don't you have to pay for the slave? The answer is because you lit him on fire and you're getting the death penalty. That's why. That's not a good ride. The Gemara says, over that, you lit the guy on fire. So the reason why you don't have to pay for anything is because you're getting the death penalty. It does, it's not indicative of other cases. Maybe you generally do have to pay for damages. Over there, you're getting the death penalty. So what's the source that when you kill someone unintentionally through a fire, you don't have to pay for damages? Mara says, I'll tell you why. If you remember earlier in the Masechta, we had a whole thing of the differences between Eish and Bar, the difference between Bar and Adam, Shar and Karen. Remember that we had the whole thing of Yesh bezesh, aim bezesh, whatever. When it's listing the difference between fire and bar, it doesn't mention this. Right? The Pasuk specifically says that if a person dies in the pit, you don't have to pay. That's a, spe- a special exemption from the Torah. But we're saying right now, if I made a fire and it killed someone, I should have to pay for damages. If I did, it should be listed there. Because that's a difference between fire and a pit. Right? In the same case as, uh, basically, as, as uh, with the animal. That's what we're trying to say. Yeah, we're saying, yeah. The Gemara says, The Gemara says, Elam HaDetanya, Be'esh Me'babar, the price is describing the difference between fire and a pit. She'esh mu'ed l'echol b'in dvar maroi l'mishin, dvar maroi l'mishin b'babar, and it lists all the differences. Notice, though, why doesn't it mention that you have to pay for damages? Again, you're not going to have to pay for damages if someone dies in your pit because the Pasuk specifically says that's an exemption. What about fire? So you're saying, you should have to pay for damages. Well, if I do have to pay for damages, then why is that not listed in one of the differences between pits and fire? The answer is ton of a shire. Okay, that's not, that's not, that list is not comprehensive. Forget that. That's not list. So we're asking, basically, why aren't you paying for fire if you kill someone. And then the says, well, how do you know you don't? So the says, you know what? Actually, scrap this. Um, he was asking if you do. <laughs> he, the, the flow of the Gemara was, he was like, why don't you? And the Gemara was like, well, how do you know you don't? The answer is, he wasn't actually saying, why don't you? He was actually asking, do I have to pay for damages if my fire kills someone? It was a question. It was not accusatory. It was a straight-up question. The Gemara says, Rava Gufa Rava Gufa was asking that question. This is what he was asking. You made a fire unintentionally. And it killed someone. Do I pay for damages? Why? What's the kasha? The first side is what Gavin said. I think that's the pshat. I actually didn't understand what he said. The pshat is like this. Why shouldn't I have to pay? We just got finished saying that if I kill, if my ox kills a Jew unintentionally, so there's no death penalty to the animal, so there's no kaifer, I have to pay for damages. So why is fire different? Maybe... Over there, because there's a concept of kaifer, the Torah says, the Torah obviously wants you to pay a lot, so if there's kaifer, if there is no kaifer, you still have to pay for damages. Fire doesn't have kaifer. Maybe that's indicative of the Torah being more lenient on you. And therefore, because there's no kaifer ever, there's also no payment. There's, it's shrinking the responsibility, and therefore you don't have to pay for damages. Oidilma, or perhaps no. Or you say no. You see from that sugya that when there is no kaifer, the Torah at least says pay for damages over here. That's the question. Is there damages if you kill someone by a fire? Not sure. Now one little Gemara. I'm not going to finish the daf. We're going to get to the second two dots. The last two dots. Kiyosar of Dimi Amar of Yochanan. Kofer. The Pasuk says you have to pay kofer. But then there's an added word, im kofer. Im kofer. 
Now the question is, what does the word im teach you? It's, it's unnecessary from the Pasuk. The Pasuk can be written without the word im. What's matam lemer? Im kaifer? When? When kaifer shall be assessed instead of... The word im over there means when, not if. Why does the word... What does the word im teach you? L'rabbis kaifer shaloi bekavana, bekaifer bekavana. You know what Rav Yechanan says? Scrap everything we've been doing till now. He disagrees with the entire daf. The entire daf was based on the premise that if there's no death of the animal, there's no kaifer. He's like, no, there's always kaifer. Kaifer? Im kaifer means there's always kaifer. Whether you kill the animal, whether you don't kill the animal, you pay kaifer. It is irrelevant. So let's say the animal killed someone unintentionally. So did the animal get killed? No. Do you pay kaifer? Says Rebbe Yes. I, this entire daf till now, we've said you don't. Who cares? Based on the pasuk. No. No. No, but that he doesn't have to. But the, no, no, no. What I, what I mean is, it was based on a pasuk as explained by Amaroyim. He's an Amara. He, he could argue with them. It's not a Tana Tana. He doesn't look at the Pasuk that way. He looks at his, the Pasuk is saying two independent Chiyuvim in one Pasuk. They're not related. So the Gemara says, Amalei Abaya, oh, Elameata, Evanami. What about, what would you say about an Evid? Meaning, let's say there's no death to the animal. Would there be Shalashim Shalavid? Rav Yechon would probably say, yeah. Amatam Lerma Im Evid, Lorabas Evid Shalabikmanam Chavadam. Right? Rav Yechon seems to be saying, the death of the animal is irrelevant for the payment. You're always going to have kaifer, you're always going to have shalashim shalavit. Okay. Ay, that's a kasha. Ahamarish lakish. Shalashim is ever shalabi kavana. Pazim shalashim shalabit. They told Rav Yechon, I, Rish lakish says, not like you. So what's the answer? Who cares? <laughs> you're asking a kasha. Uh, the kasha again. Let's just review, and I think it'll become very clear the problem. Rav Yechonin is saying that there's always payment, shalashim shalabit, even if the animal doesn't die. They said, I, Rish lakish says, not like you. Yeah, I'm Rav Yechanan. I could argue on Rosh It's like a tshuva for Moshe. That's what they do. <laughs> As Adam says, it's what they do. There's a, there was a tshuva for Moshe where they asked uh, the Moshe and the Tzitzliyazer had a very very heated argument, very heated about abortion. It, it, to summarize abortion in about twenty seconds, it's incredibly easy. People think it's very complicated. It's not very complicated. Rav Moshe said that it's it's murder, and it's only allowed to save the wife, the, the mother's life. All other circumstances, it's mamish rutsicha. And Tzitzli Ezer felt it's an Isidara but it's not Ritzicha. Therefore, Pesachs and other cases, that it would be permissive. R- Ramosha was very, very upset by it. Akadekach, that in all the chuvas, he never addressed Tzitzli Ezer by name. He just said, the Rav in Yerushalayim. I don't know if I was on purpose, but he was very, very upset. Um, Tzitzli Ezer in one of the chuvas said, I don't understand how Ramosha is Pchalik. There's a Chavis Yara, this is not like him. <laughs> so I wrote to my Sefer, I, I said, what I think Ramosha would say, Okay, Ramosh has argued with those are Achredim. Yeah, it's 150 years before Achredim. Ramosh would say, okay, okay, like whatever. Yeah, I'm at There's a chuva. There's the was once It's a very complicated show. I'm not going to say it's fascinating. But the point is, they, they said, oh, they said that the Chavziar says not like that. He says, I don't have a Chavziar with me. Okay, like okay, like we're allowed to argue. So they said the same thing to Rav Yechon. They said to you, I Rishalakis is not like you. So I'm like, Gavra, Gavra, Karamis. You're asking, Gavra, Gavra means they're allowed to argue. They're both on Why can't they argue? So, okay. Kiyasa, Rav, and Rav Yechonon, Eved, Matal, Memre, Eved, L'Rabbi, Seve, Shalik, Kavon, Kavon, Kavon. Yep. Rav Yechonon Taka says that even if the animal is not going to die, you still pay Shalashim Shalavid. It doesn't matter. Rishlokish, Nami, Neva, Ma, Eved, Em, Eved, Loi, Darish. Kaifer, Em, Kaifer, Nami, Loi, Darish. What would Rishlokish? Rishlokish says that if the animal's not dying, you don't pay Shleishim Shalevet. What would he say about Kaifer? If the animal's not dying, you're not going to pay Kaifer? I mean, I would assume they're the same. The Gemara says, Loi, 
Im Eved Lo Darish, Kaifrim Kaifer Darish. No, Rishlakish actually says the word Im by Eved teaches you there's no Shleishim Shal Eved, but the word Im by Kaifer does not teach you that. He looks at the word Im differently in the two Psukim. By Kaifer, it, it's, it's, it, there is still Kaifer even if the animal's not dying. Because the Im, we don't Darshan. But by Eved, we do Darshan. Well, why would I darshan the im by Eved and not by Kaifer? The Gemara says, Maishna, Eved im Eved loik sib makam tashlumen. Kaifer im Kaifer ksib makam tashlumen. The difference is very simple. We'll end with this. The difference is, where is the word im found? By the word Kaifer, the word Kaifer, the word im is regarding the payment. So therefore, that's telling you, the word im is saying, there is always payment, whether the animal dies or not. By Eved, the word im is introducing the paragraph. It's not regarding the payment part. And therefore, the word im is not telling you anything regarding the payment. So by payment, we don't, you don't have to pay if the animal's not going to die. The im is not including it. But by kaifer, you do. What's the difference? The word im by kaifer is by the payment part of the paragraph. The word im by eved is not. It's more of a, it's, it's a knas. So that, that's, that's the issue, by the way. You're, you're 100% right. What we're dealing with these dafim is trying to figure out. On the one hand, Shalashim Shalavit is treated like Kaifer because very similar halach is. On the other hand, it's a knas and Kaifer is not. And therefore, every once in a while, that knas part comes out. Like Haidas Baldin and all these things. And I think that's what they're grappling with. Is do you treat Shalashim Shalavit like Kaifer because they're mamish, incredibly similar? Or do you say, well, they are similar, but one is technically a knas and one is not? And I think that's where all these machleksim are sort of coming up. That's a good point. Getting back to the case of fire, if someone doesn't die, 